As the offering plates are passed, I'll invite you to hear me in the hearing of God's word and the scripture we'll be uh, looking at this morning. We'll be reading from the book of Hebrews. Text is on the screen. Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll invite Megan back up. Thanks. Testing. This is me testing. Sorry. I haven't tested yet. Um, I'm going to pray. Dear Jesus. Thank you um, that you are with us and you are for us. Um, Thank you that we can put all our faith in you, all our trust, Lord, all our baggage, all our worries, all our cares. We can lay them in your hands and you care. You will take them from us, Lord. Thank you for sacrificing yourself on our behalf. Thank you that we have been bought with the price. I pray that you would anoint these words and that your heart would be known. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, hi, um, I'm speaking. So some of you didn't know that, and uh, I didn't know that until Thursday. Um, but it's pretty cool because um, every once in a while I get these revelations, uh, and I just send Travis like a bunch of emails. Um, and that was this week. I just had just this word that I felt like the Lord was wanting to share. And I was like, Travis, I don't know whenever you would ever want me to share this, but um, this is what I have. And uh, so it was, uh, it just so happened that some circumstances took place, and he said we could either watch a video or you could share your word. And I was like, I'll share my word. Um, so the title, so if you have your bulletins, uh, it's important that you have one this morning, and uh, maybe Sydney could pass them out if you need one, because um, I'm going to have you all write some things down. Um, the title of this message is uh, Boot Camp Reflections. Uh, yeah, so this word is focused on both prayer and faith. Um, So during our planning this year uh, with the LAT team, um, we all mutually came to an agreement that prayer is something that we really want to focus on as a church this year. Um, And uh, as of late, it's become more clear to me that prayer is great, but it's really not effective unless it's exercised with faith. Um, And so we're going to talk about both prayer and faith. But first, I want to give a little bit of my background. I actually grew up in a church uh, on the east side, um, and so I'm very familiar with um, the culture here, um, and I, prayer was something that I normally just didn't do. I thought it was boring. I, uh, I remember I enjoyed journaling prayers, and that was kind of cool, but, when I, but I remember any time like, it was time to pray in front of people, I was just like, no, I'm not going to, nope, 
that I don't I don't see why I need to do that. I I can journal them and that's fine. And that was like my limit that I wanted to put on myself. Um, and I remember when I was 22, I was living in Chicago and I found myself stuck in a situation where I was living with a roommate with a car. I didn't have a car. Uh, and I was asked to lead worship at our church that we both went to um, for this ministry called the Prayer Band. And I was like, the Prayer Band? I don't know what that is, but I really want to lead worship. So uh, I, I'd never really been a leader before that. So I was like, yeah, I'm committed. That's great. She was my ride. It started at 9 p.m. on Friday. And I get there, and I do my session, and then they're like, all right, now we're going to pray. And what I realized is prayer band meant intercessors. Uh, and so they start at 9 p.m. and end till question mark. Uh, so, yeah, did I mention my roommate was my ride? Uh, so there I was, stuck, in a sense, every Friday night with these crazy prayer warriors. And I say crazy, no, I say warriors. Whew, Megan. I say warriors because... Not only did these people pray, I mean, they, they paced, they were on their knees, they were at times crying out to God with tears in their eyes, petitioning on behalf of the needs of the church. And there were several instances where I just sat there listening to these people praying and thinking, this sounds like the prayers of angels. Like, it was so heavenly what I was experiencing. And I thought, I, I, I want that, I want to do that. Um, and so through the year, they very graciously welcomed me in, encouraged me as, as, as comfortably as I wanted to be encouraged to pray with them. And that year, I feel like, really motivated me to um, make prayer more of a serious um, daily thing, where I even was motivated to create like a prayer closet and that was where I practiced praying. And um, it was a place where I could cry out to God as often as possible. I could talk to him about heartbreak, about dreams, about my fears, you name it. But prayer became my sanctuary. And, um, and so that's kind of the beginning, and that's sort of my foundation. Um, so the word says in uh, verse uh, 6, it says, you know, that the, uh, whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And this really got me thinking about other seasons in my life where I prayed, and yeah, I prayed, but nothing was happening, um, and, I, and I felt, I, I grew suspicious of God. Um, my prayers no longer felt effective, and I really felt out of place in my faith, and I couldn't really figure it out, but I was very frustrated. And so I remember talking with a mentor about this just a few years ago, and she gave me some sort of a parable. She said, Megan, imagine you have two kids. And it's really interesting that this is so heavily associated with Cain and Abel, because I think it's very similar to why God gave one favor versus the other. Um, she said, imagine you have two kids. One kid comes up to you, and they're like, Mommy, I love you so much. Thank you for being so loving and helpful to me. You take care of me every single day. I love how you love me. I know you'll always look out for me. I know you're going to take care of me. Uh, I'm so happy to be your child. And then she's like, imagine, now imagine the other kid coming up to you and saying, Mommy, I don't think you really care about me. I don't believe you really love me. I don't believe you're going to come through for me. I don't think you ever cared about me. You probably feel like I'm wasting my time right now even talking to you. So that's all. Um, and then she asked me, which one of those kids was pleasing to their mommy? 
And this really put things in perspective when you think about our relationship with our good father. Our faith pleases him because he loves us, because we're his kids. And we can't be affected, effective in prayer if we don't align with this truth. He wants us to believe that he loves us. He wants us to not only accept his love, but love him back. We were made for a good and healthy and loving, amazing relationship with the Father. Um, and he wants to take us from glory to glory. But he can't really do it if we're like the second kid and we're like, I don't really think you're going to do it. I'd rather be set in my ways and put some limits on this. I'd rather stick to my version of theology and not go beyond that. <laughs> and so on and so forth. All right, I'm going to switch gears and talk about working out. Who here likes working out? Exercise, yay, okay. Um, So I started working out this summer. Uh, I came to the realization that if I want to marry someone from Seattle, I probably need to, like, get it together and enjoy the stuff. So, So I'm working on that now. But anyway, so I started working out this summer, and I started kickboxing lessons first, and uh, now I'm doing like a major boot camp thing I just this week. So yeah, going hard in. Um, but let me tell you, coming from a non-rigorous body template, it's really, really, really hard. Like, but it's also so crazy stepping into class and like watching my coach demonstrate the next thing we're going to do. And I'm telling myself, nope, not going to survive that. That's nope, I'm pass. But then like, 15 minutes later, I look back and I'm like, oh snap, I actually lived through that. And then like after an hour of that class, I'm fully capable of driving home and going about my day and not collapsing and dying. And it's just this constant shock every single day. But this got me thinking about faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's the muscles bulging out of someone's t-shirt. It's intentional focus. Um, it's intentional devotion to not only wanting to see change, but make it happen. It's, it's not wishful thinking. It's proactive. Faith is proactive. And so the more I thought about this, a question came to my mind. If faith is proactive, how are we as a body keeping our faith alive? What reps are we doing? What results have we seen? Do we have before and after pictures we can compare? What I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me, actually, no, I'm not going to tell you that yet. I'm going to move on. Coaches, coach, the coach. I'm going to talk about the coach. A coach is someone who's like no nonsense, right? Because they know. They know the end from the beginning. They have seen the transformation take place over and over again. They've done the studies. They've seen the work. So my excuse really doesn't matter at the end of the day because they know. They know what would work. And so that's what I feel like the Holy Spirit is. I feel like the Holy Spirit is our coach. He's patient. He's kind. Um, I, heard in, uh, in a, uh, I heard Graham Cook say, give an example, like the Holy Spirit's like Tigger from Winnie the, P- Winnie the Pooh. He's always jumping up and down and being like, I can do this. I can do that too. I can, do, I can help you with that. I know how to do that. I can help you with that. Let me help you with that. I can lead you in that way. He's full of energy and ready to engage. He's ready to guide us into all truth. He's ready. 
So all our excuses for why we don't want to do this or that, it sort of discredits our true identities to who he says we are and what he's called us into. So I really feel like this is a word to the church right now. I feel like God is saying, I hear you. I hear your reluctancies. I hear your hopes and dreams. But don't limit yourself. I hear your concerns. I hear your doubts. I hear your cares. But definitely don't limit me. There is so much more that I have for you. So much more that I want to do in you. And all I ask is you just believe. Just believe me. Do you believe? Jesus himself asked this question. He said, will I find faith on this earth? And as I thought about that question, I'm like, Jesus, what are you talking about? Like, we're always praying. We're always talking to you. Like, why wouldn't you find faith on this earth? Like, why are you asking that question? And perhaps Jesus is saying, yeah, people pray and cry out to him, but they do it without ever really operating in that proactive faith. Remember, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So as we move forward in today, don't be surprised if the Holy Spirit, our coach, begins to nudge you like a coach, because he knows what's best for you. He has the greatest results in mind. And all he asks is that we take a step out in faith and trust him, one rep at a time, amen? Um, So let's do something different, something new. I'm going to say something different a lot. Let's do something different. Um, Like I'm doing something different this summer. May we not be the same one year from today. Because God wants to do it. He wants to build our faith. He loves us and he's on our team. And it's just up to us if we want to get up and go to the gym. Okay, so I want to talk about goals. Because how does one build something if they don't have goals? So for my first day... Of my thing, um, my boot camp, I had to like write out some goals, like maybe like five or six things, like get eight hours of sleep, drink enough water, eat good, things like that. Um, and with that in mind, here is my question for you. What are your faith goals this season? Um, I'm going to list uh, a few examples, but first I'm going to uh, give you a before and after demonstration to show you the fruits of our coach, the fruits of our coach. This is just one example. Um, I want, so uh, I come from a church called Chicago Tabernacle, and uh, their parents is the, uh, is the Brooklyn Tabernacle. If you've ever heard of Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, that's the, the, the church I'm talking about. So if, uh, Pastor Simbola, he inherited this church at like 25 years old, him and his wife. They're both really young. They were not really qualified for the job, um, but they got this church, and it was rough. It was really rough. It was in Brooklyn. Um, they weren't growing. Um, the struggle was real. And so he went out, and he um, prayed and asked God, God, like, what do you want me to do about this? Like, what do you want me to do with this church? And God told him loud and clear, if you make prayer the most important thing, you will not have a building to fit my people. So from then on, they had church on Sundays, but they greatly encouraged everyone to go to the most important meeting of the week, which was their Tuesday night prayer meetings. And to this day, that was 45 years ago, today that church is at about uh, 10,000 members with a 300-piece choir 
and they are changing lives every day in Brooklyn. So that is the fruit of our amazing coach. Um, and this really demonstrates the importance of, of a foundation of both prayer and faith. Um, so, uh, yeah, when the church prays, watch out. Like, God does powerful things when we pray. So what are your, some faith goals? What is the Holy Spirit telling you? I'm going to give you six examples. Go ahead and write down anything that comes to you. Um, I'll lead us in a prayer, but let me uh, lead you in these examples. If I stand here, will you see them? Okay. Number one, intentional daily prayer. So this, these are just ideas, something that maybe you could do differently, right? What can you do differently? Intentional daily prayer. Uh, so maybe prayer is something you just have never done, or it's something you haven't done in a while. Um, and so maybe it's just time to get back on the bandwagon and start talking to God every single day. Uh, number two, knowing who you're praying to. So maybe your knowledge of God, maybe when you start praying, you start feeling really limited, and you're like, you know, I feel like I just need to get to know God better on a more personal level. So that's a good goal to write down, knowing who you're praying to. Number three, boldness uh, and, or confidence in prayer. So maybe you feel really shy, kind of like I was growing up, or unsure of yourself when you pray. Uh, maybe you don't like to pray in front of people, or, or, or you're afraid you might get caught out to pray, um, or um, maybe you're afraid like even that a friend will be like, will you pray for me? And then it's like, oh my gosh, what? I, I know I'm a Christian, but I'll do it in my prayer closet. <laughs> Um, so boldness and confidence in prayer. That's something that you want to grow in. Make that a faith goal. Um, number, what are we? Four? So fight and declare, declare in scripture, with scripture. This was something that really impacted me when I was in that prayer band. A lot of times when we prayed, they always referred to scripture. They always spit out scripture. And it was so solidifying. It was so powerful. The Bible says that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It goes deep. It cuts deep. Jesus constantly, when he was being tempted in the desert by the, by the enemy, he would always speak back, it is written, it is written, it is written. That was Christ's foundation. So it, there's something very powerful about uh, using scripture and prayer, both through like fighting and a fighting prayer, but, or even in worship. We see Mary, when she found out that she was um, uh, going to give birth to the Savior of the, Lord, of the world, she was like quoting Isaiah, and it was just this beautiful prayer um, of re- reflecting on what God had done. Number five, praying for healing. Um, praying for healing is something that the Bible tells us to do, and Jesus said that we will do all that he did and more. Like, this is something where it's like, do we really believe that? I know for a very, very long time I didn't. Um, so wherever that level of unbelief came from, it keep, that keeps our, the body of Christ from rebuking sickness and disease in the name of Jesus or from taking on that authority that he gave us. He said we have authority to do this. That unbelief, it didn't come from God. It came from the father of lies who doesn't want God to get the glory. He doesn't want people to get healed. And he doesn't want us to operate in faith and unbelief. But we can rise above these lies and walk in the anointing that God called us to. He's not finished with us. And we can see people get healed. And personally, I, I volunteer at the Healing Rooms Ministry. Um, it's, a, it's a ministry in Bothell, and it's a place where people can come and get prayer for anything. You don't even have to be a believer, and we will pray for you. And I've seen people get healed many, many times. And so I'm all about serving and uplifting Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. I will not serve anything less than that. 
And lastly, salvation hit list. This was like a term I learned in middle school. But uh, many of us, we know people, and maybe we even pray for those people, but when's the last time you prayed earnestly um, for a person to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and to get free from the law of sin and death? This is true transformation and salvation that God desires for the whole earth. And I admit that I uh, have a lot of, uh, I know a lot of people, family members that aren't Christians, and I have not made this a commitment to pray for their salvation very often. And so maybe you have family members, coworkers, neighbors that God has in your life for a reason, and maybe it's time to commit to praying for. Th- for their salvation daily. I actually was compelled for a season a few years ago to start praying for someone every day. And six months later, he gave his life to Christ. Um, so our prayers are effective. They really are. God just, he wants us to exercise our faith. He can do a lot of things if we do that. Um, so go ahead, and uh, we're going to take some time to pray to our coach, to our Holy Spirit. Um, and Before you make any conclusions about what it is you need to do, I think it's really important that we ask God directly. And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer. So just repeat after me. (sighs) Holy Spirit, what are your faith goals for me this season? So go ahead and listen to what he's telling you. Anything that sticks out, maybe a person is sticking out, maybe a new ministry, just write down what you feel the Lord is telling you. Okay, so if you have a little something, that's great. It can just be one thing. Maybe we can put that list back up again so in case we need to refer back to it. Write down anything that the Lord is telling you, even if it's just one tiny thing like pray. (laughs) I'm going to lead you in one more prayer. So just repeat after me. Holy Spirit, what is something I can do differently? any visions or impressions or words that the Holy Spirit is telling you, just write those things down in faith because God is always speaking. I'm going to give you one more minute because uh, we're going to start boot camp. uh, So you're going to share this with someone. So one more minute, write something down. Your faith goals.
Okay. Boot camp has just begun. Uh, sorry, you didn't know you signed up for boot camp. But uh, we have three rounds. Um, so this is a faith-activating uh, exercise. Um, so we're going to pray for one another. Um, this is something that has blessed me so much uh, in my church in Chicago. And I, I find it, and I think it will bless any church when we do this. So uh, you're going to turn to a friendly neighbor, one person next to you. You can call them your spotter. Huh? How's that? Does that work? They're your spotter. And I want you to share your just like one faith goal with that person. What is one thing that God is kind of like putting on your heart? You know, in gym, when we go to the gym, we're like, I want to work on my arms and I want to work on my legs. And there's no shame in that. And in church, we can be like, I want to work on my prayer life. And there's no shame in that either. This should be a safe space to share that with each other. So you're going to meet, turn to a neighbor. They're going to share their uh, goal. You're going to share yours. And then you're going to pray for one another. But don't worry, if you're really like not quite at that place where you want to pray, uh, I actually have a prompt. So you can just do that. Oh, by the way, you have two minutes, because this is an accelerator round. So, dear God, please help person you know reach their goal, name that goal. Please guide them by your spirit. So, turn with one another. You have two minutes. The clock is starting. <clears throat> Okay, 30 seconds, and then I'll I'll lead you in the prayer. All right, go ahead and start praying if you haven't already. Okay, wrap up your prayers if you are just about there. Nice and quick. Two lines. Keeping it easy for everyone. All right. Break time. 
guys can get your water, things like that. That was really good, really good. How do you feel? feel like, did you look back and be like, wow, I did it, just like me. All right, so uh, I want to share a couple opportunities for spiritual growth uh, for this uh, community. You can call these intensives, maybe. Um, so a couple things. First is the prayer room. Uh, we have a prayer room now that we've established a couple months ago. We decided to incorporate a space to gather early in the morning for ADM volunteers to pray. Uh, and as we listen to the Holy Spirit, um, we uh, write down different things that uh, God has put on our hearts to pray for in the morning. So if you go in there, you'll see a whiteboard and you'll see like a list of things that we prayed into this morning. Um, and so at this time, I'd like to extend that uh, invitation to everyone in the church. Uh, so you can use that space for prayer Whenever you desire, you can come in at 8 a.m. and pray with us, or you can come at 9.30 or 9.45 and pray or add things on the board. And that space is really just, this space is really just intended to, um, to lift up your prayers to God. And, um, and yeah, so that's an opportunity uh, as far as doing something different. Um, if someone that you're talking to looks like they need prayer, like go in the prayer room and, and, and do something different there. Um, let's see. Second is testimony. So like before or after picks, right? So to kick off this vision of growing in the church, it's really important that we have testimonies. Um, it's super effective, uh, and it helps, it grows everyone's faith. And so, um, I'm going to invite a lot of you to consider sharing. Um, you can share kind of like, you can share about the process of like, this was my faith goal. This is how God has been working on me. Um, or you can also just share in general. Like some, I had a need and God came through. Anything um, is going to, anything that will encourage people to pray. Um, so that's an opportunity. All right, so round two. Uh, this is also going to be just as uh, short, so probably like five minutes. But um, we're going to do a mini like prayer meeting um, uh, we have a, we have monthly prayer meetings that Josh leads, and if you're interested in joining, please let him know. That's another thing that you can maybe do differently in order to grow in prayer. Um, it's it's really chill. It's not a threatening space. It's a great space if you want to just grow in prayer. Um, so we're going to. Uh, Travis sent me this prompt. Um, it's Acts. So you could, if you if you want to uh, learn one way to come to God, you could do these four things, adoration, confession, thanks, and supplication. Um, we'll get in groups of like four this time, and really what I would love for you to do is just maybe for each person to pray, or actually for each person to pray adoration, confession, thanks, and supplication. Um, try to keep it at just one to two lines. One to two lines. You don't need to be crazy about anything this morning. Um, so one to two lines, um, but yeah, also one thing to keep in mind with prayer, this is something that's, uh, again, a, another takeaway from that church. Uh, when you see someone like I'm doing like a lot of the kickboxing stuff and like, there's something so encouraging when people are like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. But in prayer, we, we have that same, um, language where we can be like, yes, amen. Like we can encourage each other with our words in prayer. That's again, it's a faith activating um, prompt that keeps us moving in this, in this space, right? Okay. So go ahead and find uh, four people, three to four people. And um, again, we're going to, we're going to pray. Father, we adore you this morning. Thank you that you are with us. We love you this morning. Lord, thank you that you got us through these, uh, these uh, exercises, thank you that there is more to come because you believe in us. 
You've created us to do great things. And so we surrender all to you this morning. We surrender all to you this morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord, stretch us in our faith this year. May we not look the same next year. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. How do you guys feel? You got through it. Yes. So uh, due to time, we're just going to do round three. Um, But round three, uh, first we need to listen to the lights. The lights are going on a mission trip. So could you guys come up and share about your mission trip? And uh, if you could tell us uh, just very quickly what your ministry is, uh, what you're going to do, and how we can pray for you. Cool. Um, Yeah, so uh, Michelle and I work for a missions organization called CREW. Um, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. And we work with uh, college students here locally as missionaries on college campuses. So we work specifically with students at the University of Washington in Seattle, as well as UW Bothell, um, and this past year at Bellevue College as well. Um, And what that looks like for us is we get to be a spiritual resource for college students. Um, Students that step onto these campuses Uh, The reality is that there is a huge competition for their hearts and minds, hearing many different things, and we get to help believers on campus grow in their faith during their time in college, um, through Bible studies, through discipleship. We also get to uh, be a resource for those that are wanting to seek more about who the person of Jesus is. Um, So we do different outreach and outreaches and things on campus to be able to reach out to the whole campus with the desire that um, trusting God that someday there will be someone on every campus who truly follows Jesus and everybody would know someone who truly follows Jesus. So we also get to share our faith and, uh, and tell people about who the person of Jesus is. Uh, so this past year, we saw God do a lot of cool things. Um, 30-second version of cool, uh, uh, some cool stories is, is one student named Thomas we met in this spring, and he came on our spring break trip. And he was very open uh, coming in that he did not believe in God. He identified as as atheist. And on the trip, by the end of the trip, uh, he actually shared that he had prayed for the first time in over 15 years. And he came home from that trip and started to actually read the Bible. And two weeks later, he decided that he wanted to follow Jesus. And so that was just one cool story um, that we've gotten to see um, this past year. Um, but this summer, we have an opportunity uh, to go, to lead a group of nine students to a summer mission to Santiago, Chile, and Michelle's going to share a little bit about that. Yeah, so we take off in just over a week, uh, so we wanted to give you guys this update and share. We'll be gone for about four weeks, taking these nine college students down, and we'll be doing similar to what we do up here, but on college campuses in Santiago. So we're working on about five different college campuses building relationships with students, getting to know them, uh, getting to know their culture, what's important to them, and getting to share about the person of Jesus and inviting people into a relationship with him. So that's what we'll be doing uh, for about the next month, and we just would uh, really want to invite you guys uh, to be praying with us, be praying for uh, the college students in Santiago that we'll get to meet, uh, we'll get to hear about Jesus. 
Yeah, so we just want to say thank you because many of you have been a part of our ministry and and Bethany Eastside as a whole has been a part of our our ministry. And if you're interested in knowing more about what we do um, or how you can partner with us, there's ways to partner, whether that be financially or in prayer or just learning how you can serve alongside these students. We'll be available out there um, after service and would love to connect with you and, and talk more about how you can be a part of our ministry as we serve out to the greater community here on the east side. Awesome. We're going to pray for um, our, our brother and sister, the lights. Um, so if anyone feels led to lay hands, maybe we can have a couple leaders come. Uh, if you want to do something different this morning, please lay hands, or you can stretch out. Um, but we're just going to pray uh, for Jesus to come. Sorry. This needs to... So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, putting your vision on these two, on these two um, beloveds, Lord. You love them so much and you, um, you have great plans for them and you have great plans for every single person that they touch and that they minister to. And we just ask that you would anoint them, Lord, that you would overwhelm them with your love, with your knowledge, with understanding, with truth, and with peace, God. We ask for your hedge of protection over them um, on, their, on their way there as they're staying on their way back, Lord. We ask for divine appointments, Jesus. We ask that they would see people be transformed before their eyes, God, that they would come back with powerful testimonies because you are a powerful God. We lift all these desires and prayers up to you, Lord, and we will continue to pray for them on their trip. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Um, And just for the sake of time, I'm going to give a couple announcements, and then real briefly, Elizabeth, you're going to give like a 30-second announcement. So two things, tween team.